<laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Randy Bruce from Survivor Now, your go-to source for international and U.S. Survivor. My team and I have been putting in the work to bring you even more content covering everyone's favorite competition show. We now offer more content than ever over on our YouTube page through our new subscription tier system. Sign up today for either our casual, superfan, or the tribe tiers to get exclusive content only available for our most committed listeners. Prices start at just 99 cents a month, and our top membership, the tribe, is only $5.99 a month. Come on, come on. You cannot beat that price for exclusive videos, interviews, and meet and greets with your favorite Survivor castaways. Head on over to our YouTube page to subscribe today. And don't forget to check out all of the content that we offer at www.survivornowpodcast.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Matthew, and I am joined by the star of episode one of Survivor 41, Abraham, and Survivor Now analyst, Ollie. Today, we are discussing episode 10 of Survivor Cambodia Second Chances. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and threads at Survivor Now Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. And Survivor Now Podcast uh, is offering channel membership. So make sure to check out our membership tiers down below and select the best option that works for you if you would like to support the channel. Of course, if you are unable to support the channel at this moment, totally get it. Uh, liking this video, commenting, and subscribing is another great way to help the channel out. So Abraham and Ollie, we have so much to talk about today. It was an incredibly long episode. So let's just get right into it. We have Jeremy who starts off right after tribal council, basically saying that although he voted against his alliance, he still thinks that he is able to flip back to his original alliance mm. and now get out Sierra, Abby and Wentworth and Tasha is like, okay, I understand that I was left out of the vote this time, but let's never let that happen again. I want to know from both of you, and I'll just like throw this question out there. What is it about Jeremy's game that makes it so that he is able to vote against his alliance, yet also have the safety and protection to go back and vote with them the next time? Oh, this is a good one. That's a, that's, that's a good one. You know what? This is um, this episode right here. Episode here really puts out how you look at Survivor and getting from one vote to the next vote. So I would say Jeremy says cleanup is going to be the first thing. You know, you got to vote a certain kind of way. You know, you got to deal with a situation. But most people don't prepare for the cleanup part because now you got to, you know, you got emotions involved and you got to say, OK, how do I need to clean up? Then you have where we're going to hear a lot about voting blocks. But everybody doesn't have to be aware of the vote in the voting block. But you have to take into consideration their emotional state after the vote. Clean up. Then you got also the idols at play. And you, yeah. you, you got to be able to say the theme of this show this time. Episode 10 really kind of encapsulates idols, voting blocks, and clean up. How do you clean up a mess? And I think Jeremy is just better at cleaning up the mess right now of the voters and saying, okay, we got to go back. It's at night. It's an exhausting day. You haven't eaten a whole meal. Deal with your actual folks that's in your block. So that's what we see going to Tasha. Hey, Tasha, I know I left you out of the vote. Well, here's the reason why. Now, you can't control what they do after that, but you at least said you put it out there. 
And I, I also want to just say, I think with Jeremy, I think we probably don't see it as much like with the show, but I think Jeremy has, is probably already thinking, right, I'm making this move. And then he's already thinking a couple of steps ahead of going, right, who is it that I'm leaving out and who do I already need to do the damage control? So I think the reason he's so, um, he, he has this ability to do the damage controls the damage control so well is because whilst he's thinking of the plan, he's thinking of the next step, which is how do I keep these people from turning on me? And I think straight away he did it to um, Tatasha and I think he was probably going to do it to Kimmy and that lot. Um, so he was already thinking of damage control. And I think he was doing it with people who he knows that he can still kind of work with because they have that, they have an adaptable gameplay like Tasha. So I think that's why he was mm. successful. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I like to give honorable mention to the rain. I thought it was an excellent player. It was diverse. It was consistent. The rain was an outstanding player for this episode. I like to give him yeah. honorable mention. The rain was giving Boston Rob from Winners at War. That's what it was. <laughs> We're going to talk about the rain a little bit more because Sierra even says it the best. I never quite realized what the elements really meant to the gameplay of survivor you know that it mentally affects people but the fact that sierra was like i can't get a moment alone with people that i want to talk to and this is yeah. really getting in the way of my game mm -hmm. i think it was so interesting to see how the added element and i like how you referenced it abraham as like another character to the story oh, yeah. is is very like it the rain was full on making moves against these players this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think again, probably Abraham can shed more light on this, but it's very clear that the rain will impact like any kind of weather element will impact the game. Like we go back to whatever season it was where there was um, earthquake and all that, where the game had to stop and just anything, any little thing can like element wise can screw up a gameplay. Mm -hmm. I think it was in Somalia. They had a they had a torrential rain uh, tsunami. I think that's what they was they was afraid of the livelihood of the actual cast itself. They had to evacuate them. But you got hey look here's the cool thing about the rain. I like the misery. Like we gonna hear Joe says hey if you can't cut it in the rain well I guess you got to go because if that gets another player to break and we've seen in past seasons where the elements have gotten players to say you know what I tap I'm done. I don't want to be out in this misery. And we see Fishback be the first one to crack under the rain and just the, the sheer weight of being on the island for 20 plus days and going through that whole process of Survivor, which I think it, it comes back around. Everybody's going to get voted out Survivor, but anything, any help you can get to help you out is, is great. And we see where people's skin is just wrangling up because they can't get dry. You know, the funny part about it is you build your shelter in nice, sunny weather that does not mean it's going to hold up in rain at all yeah you get there on the first day you're like wow it's so comfortable this is gonna really really work for us uh and it's funny that you mentioned joe because his tone really takes a drastic turn from what we've seen of him before this episode and mm. i think that's in large part because of uh wiggles being blindsided uh the vote before so joe really I have a lot to say about Joe for this episode, but we'll approach it as we get there. But I just wanted to flag that his attitude has definitely changed since the last time we saw him. Oh, Joe was mad. Like from the first, from the first confessional when he was talking, about, Joe was mad. And even like, 
Just not like said, Jay was mine. Joe said, "Look, y'all got y'all got me on the ropes. I, I thought I had an ally. Y'all took my ally away from me. Now, now I'm on the ropes. I think Joe comes in with that. I have to win mentality, or I can't survive. And I think we get a chance to see a little bit of him talk about his social game. You can be competitive and you can win, but you have to have a social game to to kind of balance yourself out in the event that you don't win." Hmm. And I think Joe's figuring out that in order for me to stay around, what do I do when I lose? And, and Joe's going to figure that out. Yeah. I I, I kind of want to add on to that. I think the reason Joe was quite mad is because I think he thought he was a, because he's kind of alluded to how he's been trying to pick up a social game. Mm. And I think he was more so mad that he thought he was more kind of socially aware of what was going on. And obviously the fact that his like closest ally had gone, but I think once he realized, oh, people were actually doing something behind my back, I think we kind of start to see this episode him revert back to Joe from his first season. But we'll get into that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't want to say my piece now, but I think just to give a little highlight of where I'm going with this, I think Joe had a lot of missed opportunities when it came to how he was going to play this game, a lot of missed opportunities. Oh, yeah. So why don't we keep going with, uh, get into the reward challenge a little bit. So here's the reward challenge. The tribe will be divided into two teams of five, three members from each team will work together to toss a ball into a net while the opposing team tries to stop them. First team to score three points wins a trip out of the rain to enjoy a Cambodian circus yeah. with food and comfort items under a covered roof. I think covered roof is enough for these players to be like, we're going for it. Let's go for it. Yeah. They were like, we're not doing it. Fabulous. It looked miserable. This was one of those moments where I was like, just get everyone out of the rain. It, it, I really felt terrible for all of them. Matthew staying in the rain. Then. If, if, if I see where you crack at, you're going to be in the rain. I, you know what? Fair. I love the challenge. I love a challenge where you're competing and you got to kind of make chess moves. Now, I will say, like, everybody was sculpted. Like, they, like everybody, I was like, what happened to these dudes? Jeremy, we got washboard abs now. We, we out here competing. I was like, well, God, no. Um, but I think we got a chance to see where, how you pick your team, how you compete, and how brutal people are. I, I think a couple people might have got drowned if, if it wasn't for television. Truly. Truly, we saw Joe picking people up and just tossing them out oh, yeah. of the, out of his way. He was you mushing know? people. <laughs> like, there you go, Joe, mush him out the way. <laughs> it, it was very intense. But let's talk about the teams. We have a, a, the green team, who is Kelly Wentworth, Kimmy, Fishback, Jeremy, and Keith. And then we have the purple team, who is Tasha, Abby, Joe, Sierra, and Spencer. Um you know, a lot of these rounds, I think this was actually, for me, one of the more exciting versions of this challenge that I've seen so far. I was really on the edge of my seat for a lot of this. Yeah. Well, I know that this was a throwback to Stephen, not Kajian. <laughs> well done. Um, but obviously, like, the first time it was done was in Token Teams. Um, but yeah, it was, like kind of Abe said, it was very brutal. Um, <sighs> no lie, as when I was watching it, after seeing, I feel like, after seeing what Joe was doing, because I think Joe competed in every round, number one, didn't help his case. Yeah. But I think when he was kind of like, he basically was grabbing Wentworth by the shoulder. And I was like, oh, you're about to make an enemy of every single man on that other tribe. And I feel like it showed. I feel like, again, I don't think what Joe did in the, even just 
competing every single round. I don't think that helped him socially. Um, but I will just say that my favourite part of the entire challenge was Fishback. Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> I think Jeremy was trying to tell him not to do that. Yeah, like, Jeremy was like... <laughs> I think the... I was like, yes. Yeah, Joe did mush a few people, but I think the brutal beatings were from the women on the women. And I think one of the women almost... Uh, I think they almost drowned Keith because Keith was gone out the whole scene. I was like, what happened to Keith in the challenge? Well, he disappeared for a little while. Well, wait, do you remember there was that moment where after one of the rounds, I think Keith was holding like Abby down and no, no. Jeff was like, it's over. The round is over. Abby holding Wentworth down. I think oh, Abby went again. Yeah, they was, that was a constant battle. Uh, I just love it, man. I just, because you're competing. You're competing, mm -hmm. wanting to get out the ring, for an advantage, to be able to talk. And like we say, like Sierra said, we don't have any space between us to be able to talk. Yeah. But I would have gave I would have gave that five. I would have gave Jeremy and Fishback and their team the win. But they they, they came up drug. I will say though, what because I saw Jeremy when Jeremy was just trying to base it when Jeremy went for Joe and just held him. That's what I would have done. I would have been like yeah, the person that needs to kind of just like have someone on them and latch. Because I know mm -hmm. for a fact, once I latch on, I'm not letting go. You're going to have to literally drown me to be able to did, like, get off my breath. You did see Tasha dragging. That, <laughs> was, that was awesome. <laughs> That's one of those moments where it was like everyone else was tangled up and couldn't get the ball. Tasha had the ball. And then Kimmy was around her leg. And Tasha was just like, all right, I guess we're just taking you along to the basket. Come on. <laughs> kind of looking me. Hey, looking bad on TV don't count. you just like, I'm just trying to survive. There was another moment that I wanted to throw out too, because it was it was just a really cool um, like come from behind pot, spot 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 with this challenge, <laughs> where um, Jeremy tossed uh, for his team missed, and then Sierra quickly jumped up onto the platform, retrieved the ball, and I think I lost it in my notes, but I think she passed it to Spencer right away, who scored the uh, yeah, yeah Spencer, it, Spencer was uh but it, I mean they were all clustered then they were all together and uh it's just I mean just uh you just really go back to being brutal and and I gotta yeah. win whatever means it takes to win I am going to win and you see it out there playing because you still got to go back to the tribe and sit next to each other even though you're yeah. out here playing your heart out to get to this reward I like the rewards I think the rewards mm -hmm. itself balance out the effort you have to put into them and that's one thing I liked about the old Survivor is those rewards are worth it. When you get to them and you're sitting there and you're enjoying some food and some warm clothes, it is worth it. And, and the purple team gets to experience the win for this reward because they end up getting the three points and they win a trip out of the rain. And I mean, it, this is hard for the green team. Obviously, they they miss it. They miss out on this. Kelly Wentworth is sinking herself in the water to try to stay warm. It is just brutal, <laughs> just so brutal. Yeah, love every minute of it. <laughs> it is, it, you know, it's let me, say, let, me say, let me put it in context. Let me put it in context. When you're on the jury, or if you got voted out of Survivor, you're praying for rain and whatever storm you can get to come up out there. And when you see it and you see what they have to go through and you're not in the game, you do not care. You're sitting back at uh, Ponderosa like, I hope it rains every day. I hope it's cold every day. So my perspective is from that perspective. I love the challenge, but I like to, I'd rather be out there. And I'm, I'm a little like Joe. 
if the weather gets you out of the game, that's one less person I got to worry about. And that's one less I get to move a little farther. And right now we're in the second stage of Survivor where you're competing really for the million dollars now because each person that votes out gets you a little bit closer. So, Abraham, did you have many nights at Ponderosa where you were like, ha it's storming? <laughs> when we saw lightning coming from a distance, we were like, man, because we didn't have any phones. We didn't know what the weather report is. Now, when I've started a fire and created a tiki doll and prayed for it, probably, yeah. Um, but when it rained, because it did, and it was, I mean, it was pouring down. And I was just elated because we knew they were out there in the islands and we knew them little palm fronds. It looks good on TV that you done wove this all together. No, if you ain't got a tarp. Guess what's coming? The fire is out. It's rainy. It's wet. Let them suffer. They'll be all right. They playing. Yeah, they'll be fine. But let's talk about the reward for a little bit because we see some players get emotional here, and we we get some backstory with Sierra. Um, she sees all of the uh, families and little kids that are in the village that they are visiting, uh, and it gets her thinking about her family. I thought this was a really nice moment to sort of get to know Sierra a little bit more because we've only really seen Sierra as a player. She did briefly mention her kids when um, Terry was uh, had to leave the game. Uh, but now we see a lot more from her. But she says that this drives her to take advantage of this time away from the majority of the camp to talk to this group of people she's with. And she says, you know, why do we need Jeremy, Steven, and Kimmy? Why are we even keeping these three in the game? It seems like they're sort of running everything. And Spencer is in agreement and kind of points the finger at Steven saying his advantage uh, is scary. Do we think that uh, Spencer is purposefully throwing Steven in front of Jeremy in terms of Sierra's order? Yes. Because I think we kind of do see throughout the kind of this episode as well that Jeremy and Spencer are kind of friendly. Um, so I think if he if he has the chance to throw someone else, and I don't think he, he, he is kind of like, no, let it be Steven, let it be, let it be anyone else. Um, but also just to go back on what you were talking about with Sierra, I've, I've realized, and I realized through this episode, Sierra is a very good opportunist player, meaning she is willing to, no matter what the situation is, to take the opportunity to do what needs to be done. Oh. And I feel like we, we've seen that, we, looking back on her first season, you did see it once her brain kind of clicked in. But this season as well, you've seen it. She is the perfect example of an opportunist player and i actually quite respect it like this this episode particularly i did actually really grow to respect what she was doing yeah i, I like the fact sierra's playing the game of survivor it sometimes it's just you just on the wrong side had she came into the game and she had three or four other people with her that were solid players we were talking about a whole different other narrative but right spencer they saved spencer so i'm looking for a little bit of loyalty because spencer would have been gone before the merge had, you know, had he not stepped in and saved Spencer for being voted out early on. And now Spencer's trying to make his move. And I don't think Spencer's really sure what move is going to get him further in the game right now. So he's kind of seeing what sticks. And that's where I see where Sierra comes in. But one of the things I do want to point out is I love the fact when they introduce us to the, the social, the culture of that location. And we used to do it a lot where we saw them go out into the, the, the different villages and either gave toys or did something. We saw it with Woo. Um, and we used to see it through Survivor where we got into social culture and got a chance to see some of those cultures. So I think that's always great to be out there and seeing it firsthand. 
Um, I love the fact that they they, they want to play. I love the fact Sierra is campaigning and she's saying, hey, Joe, what do you think about this right here? But again, it's always one person at those other tribes that belongs to the other part. And they're the ones that's going to be making decisions. And yeah, Fishback is dangerous, but how dangerous is Fishback to Joe? And that's you like, okay, which one is more dangerous? Can I beat Fishback somewhere down the line in the challenge? Yes, because Fishback hasn't come in second on anything. But you kind of got to try to weigh your odds. And I say that because I think Spencer moves too early. I think as we look at this, this episode, if I was Spencer, I would have sat back for at least two more votes and then made my move because... None of your folks that he was depending on was on the chopping block. So it, it all depends on how you look at it. How is your strategy working for you? That's an interesting take on it, Abraham. I I see I see what you are saying there. I was thinking for uh, Spencer, I feel like Spencer has worked so hard to form a really meaningful relationship with Jeremy. And we see from Jeremy in his confessionals that he's like, Stephen is the one who's most loyal to me. I am most loyal to Stephen. I need Stephen here. So for Spencer, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, get Stephen out. Because then you become, uh, I'm what I'm assuming, then you become Jeremy's uh, number one and Stephen's out of the picture. So I see your point, Abraham. I'm curious to know what would have happened if he did hold off on sort of putting the target mm -hmm. out there. But I do think, in my opinion, that Spencer was purposefully taking, trying to take Jeremy's name out of there, um, out of the equation for Sierra. And I love what you said, Ollie, about Sierra, Sierra's strategy here. I think even if her tribe, even if her team lost the challenge, she would still be taking advantage of the time oh, yeah. uh, with the group to still throw out these scenarios. She just has the added benefit of food uh, and entertainment. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it, it tastes way better when you ain't you ain't freezing in rain. I'll tell you that. Absolutely, absolutely. But people who are freezing in rain, well, I should also just say before we get to the losing team, um, like we all know, Joe is very happy to get rid of Steven. Steven's been wanting Joe out, and Joe just wants to return the favor um, because he does not trust Steven. But let's go to the losing team, and we also get a really nice moment from Kimmy here as well. I thought this was really beautiful to include in the episode. She talks about her son's kidney disease that mm -hmm. kept him in the hospital for 49 days. And she says, if he could do that and we could endure that as a family, I have no issues sitting in this harsh weather. This is easy compared to that. And I thought that this was a really nice moment to share about Kimmy. It helped me get to know her as a person um, more so than we had seen in the past. It just let us see Kimmy, to be fair. Like we hadn't really seen much of Kimmy, so it was nice yeah. to kind of have that that second to be like, oh, there's Ki like not just Kimmy in the game, but Kimmy as a person. So it was nice to see. We get all, you know, we start to get the backstories. I mean, you you want to you want to be invested in everybody that's playing or still playing. And you want to be like rooting for those individuals, but we got to know something about you to root for you. And I like the way they brought it in, like uh, a couple episodes back, where German talks about his wife, his unborn child. Um, you know, we haven't heard a backstory about Joe yet. We we know he played before and everything else, but we haven't heard the actual backstory. Um, we know the backstory now. We have Sierra, her kids, so we're starting to see the backstory. So we even more invested in each player. Um, there's one player on this episode I would have voted out immediately but we'll get to it 
<laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You tell us when you want to share who that person Immediately, is. Immediately I'll just vote her out because I'll be like, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I think I know where we're going with this. We're, we're, we're gonna get to it. Be going. We'll strap we'll in and get ready. <laughs> but okay, so at the losing teams camp, uh here's where we get some more uh finger pointing. So Steven tells Jeremy that he would be that Jeremy would be winning more rewards if Joe was out of the game. Uh, which is interesting, Stephen. I kind of like how he threw that in there. And Jeremy Eva is even like we we talked about Jeremy like being his ferocity during the reward challenge. Jeremy mm -hmm. sort of brings up how Joe is playing the reward challenge. Everyone is very much in agreement that Joe has to go. Mm -hmm. And Wentworth is loving this conversation because Wentworth was on the bottom and is like, yeah, Joe has made his own bed uh, by winning so many challenges, and says that. This would be great. This would be a great move to get Joe out. Yeah, I think she said it straight. Like she said it perfectly. Joe's target is Joe is Joe's fault because he basically, I kind of kind of alluded to it earlier. He got paranoid that everyone was going to target him, so he reverted back to his first season strategy, oh. which is win everything, win everything. Yeah. And now he's reverted. He's he's tried to almost do this thing where he's reverted. He's reverted to it, and then he's trying to revert back, but because he's already shown he's already done that he has to almost kind of do both but have his first season strategy there is the front thing um so yeah i i think kelly has every right to be like yeah he's made his bed got a lie in it because look let me tell you who's funny keith keith you're like yeah let's, let's just put the door <laughs> boy out let's just put it and yeah. i mean keith is saying what everybody else wants to say joe we want to vote you out he has not mixed words. He's like, that's the golden boy. We want to get you out of here. And I think that Keith is the most honest player when it comes to Joe and telling him to his face. When the opportunity presents itself, I will be voting for you. Keith is such, he provides such levity to these episodes. <laughs> I, I'm so enjoying him. He's had so many great confessionals this episode as well. Also, just like explaining about the elements of Survivor. Um, <laughs> going on a cruise is fun. Well, I, I think um, he's such a joy on this season. I just, I can't, I want to see where he ends up so bad. Um, maybe he'll make it to the end. Again, for those of you who are just joining I have not seen this season before. I do know the winner. Um, but other than that, I do not know anything else. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to mention about Joe, mm. and here's one of those missed opportunities. I feel like if he put in the effort to work with Abby, Sierra, and Wentworth on some of the earlier votes, he would have more trust with them so that they wouldn't feel like we could just get rid of him. He, here's where I got to disagree at. Okay. Two of the people that you named, yes. The third one is such an X factor of you don't know what you're getting, Abby. I, I, I'm like, you're, you're right. I, you're right with two of the players, but I wouldn't. And we're going to see it in the episode where mm -hmm. it's just that level of frustration from even the people that are on your same voting block, on your same alliance. You don't know what you're getting with Abby. And that's that's going to be frustrating going and trying to make a decision on, okay, who are you going to vote for? Because Joe was like, hey, look, here's what we vote for. And everybody that approached her, we're going to get to this. And she's like, wait a minute, you ain't talked to me all day. What Do I have to talk to you all day? So it's kind of odd. Well, so yeah, I kind of have, I 75% agree with you. 
I, I was going to say, I, I don't blame, we're, we're going to get into it more when we get to the votes. I don't yeah. really blame Abby for sort of her reaction to all of this because she's just getting told plans and yeah. told all these things. And she's like, whatever, you know, like getting to the point where it's just getting frustrating. What do you think, Ollie? I think with, I think all three of them have a right to kind of not trust Joe because I think, again, and I think it's this thing of what others did better than Joe is, Joe did kind of was the first person to go up to them and be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this move. Like, yeah, let's kind of do it. And then completely backtracked and kind of just like, yeah. but I think he did it in a way that it was kind of like, I'm backtracking, you're on your own, bye. Whereas possibly other people could have been like, this isn't the best move for me, but would let, like, let me see first and then I'll tell you. Probably people, again, similar to maybe what Jeremy did, they were thinking of, okay, if we say no, what kind of damage control can we do so they're not that mad but still think like we can work with them? Whereas I think Joe a couple of times has done, he's gone with a plan, backtracked and then gone like that. So I think it's gotten to the point where they're just like, no. Plus with the immunity on top. Here's a funny thing where Abby asks Joe, hey, let me win the next challenge. And Joe I looks over that. and he's like, nope. <laughs> Good I one. Like <laughs> I'm like, um, oh, sound like a good idea. Let's let's test it out. I mean, that's the thing. To me, Joe is just as um, what's the word? Unreliable as people are saying Abby is. Because like we we've seen, he's been like, Hey, we're putting this plan together. And then an hour later he comes back to the group he wanted to do a plan with, and it's like yeah, I don't. It's not going to work. So he's yeah. he's very back and forth, and I can't trust him. Yeah, he may be wishy washy, but he's not um, antagonizing. Because here's the thing about yeah. this: I agree with you. A lot of people are just coming up to Abby saying, "Hey, here's what we're going to do." But again, you can't be that antagonistic with both sides: the alliance, the non-alliance, the casual talker. That's Nobody true. can meet her specifications for this game, and she lets them know it. And it's like. Well, who do you really align with? She, to me, Abby is truly just a vote. We're, we're going to talk about Abby a little bit more as we get into uh, the rest of the episode, because I, I'm, I want to predict what's going to happen uh, in the next couple of episodes. So we'll see. But someone who ends up jinxing himself really bad is Stephen Fishback because he says that he's in a great position and uh, every, he, he has his hand in every little thing going on in the game. And then he also says, you never say you're in a good position on Survivor. That's how you jinx yourself. Cut immediately to <laughs> Steven's body deteriorating right before our eyes. He gets stomach issues. His feet start swelling. He breaks emotionally. And then he is just like he's begging for the rain to stop. I say? felt so bad for him. He said gastrointestinal, intestinal. Uh, what did he Hashtag say? Intestinal yeah, distress. distress I was like, would I use the big vocabulary on Survivor or would I just go with the easy vocabulary? And his, and his foot is swollen. I was like, let's see. If, I thought he was going to tap out. I thought I was like, okay, fish is gone. It, it's, it's interesting that I seen this, I've seen this season, but I don't remember anything about it right now. And I'm like, that is enough to tap out right there. Mm -hmm. And he was just going out in the rain, which is equally miserable. Yeah. So, the way it's structured for bathroom breaks, <laughs> we, we called it T1, T2. You can figure you can figure that out. T1, T2, different locations, and not by the actual camp itself. 
So it's interesting to say how far did he have to go with his with his with his stomach in his bad foot just to be able to not be comfortable. Again, if he taps out, one less person. Yeah, I did, to be fair, that first scene did make me kind of look at it, and I think that you can see that scene, and I think it kind of shows everyone Survivor is no joke. Oh. Like when people like. If people are like, oh, yeah, but this and that. And I'm like, no, watch that scene and then tell me it's like like seeing his feet, seeing how he was. I was like, they're like kind of similar to Matt. Like there was sympathy. Um, so the fact that he didn't tap out does show his resilience. But um, yeah, yeah, the fact that he straight away was like, I'm in such great position. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, you jinxed it. Let me tell you how real is. So we had somebody like, they ate something that I didn't eat and they, they, they ate it. And I was like, mm, I probably wouldn't have ate that. And the next day they woke up, they were sick. And we we're like, well, or how are you feeling? They was like, no, nah, I just don't feel good. Literally just threw up, just bent over and just threw up. And it was like, oh yeah, I feel fine now. And it's like, it's just, a, it's just when people say, is it real? And people have asked me, say, Hey, are you really out there in the woods? Yes, we are. You're not, you know, I don't know how many pieces of coconut that somebody dropped in the dirt that I just washed off and ate dirt, you know, so it's it's a game that your body will be susceptible at some point. In the longer days of Survivor, you have a better chance of something happening because we see it with um, who was the winner? Um, who was the winner? It's Tony. Tony had the parasites when he got back home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to deal with the parasites. I mean, you're susceptible because you're out in the woods. I mean, it's whatever's out there is going to be a part of what your life is going to be for whatever days you are. So um, it is interesting to see how Fishback Body is definitely taking a beating. I mean, it's so it's really sad to see because Stephen feels like he's doing a really good job. He's in a great position. I, I just so like related to his struggle of feeling like almost like he was kind of like pitying himself. He was kind of just like, why is this happening to me at this moment in time? It was really frustrating to him. But now he has to go do an immunity challenge. And right before we talk about the immunity challenge, we are going to take a very quick one minute break and then we'll be right back to talk about it. My name is Jonah Fielko and I'm the CEO of Bracketology.tv, fantasy sports for reality television. We offer fantasy games for shows like The Bachelor, Survivor, Big Brother, RuPaul's Drag Race, and Counting. You start by creating a community. Within your community, you can create a fantasy league for each show that you want to play fantasy games for. Within the league, you can choose up to three of our four game types, and our most popular is the Advanced League. Choose a team of contestants, and depending on what they do and say during the episode, that's how your team will gain or lose points each week. We also have elimination style games like our confidence pool. This is where you choose how confident you are that each contestant will survive elimination that week. And we've also got March Madness style brackets. Come back a couple hours after the episode to check your scores and watch you climb the leaderboard. Bracketology is free to play, so grab your friends, your family, your coworkers, and head to bracketology.tv for more info. All right, now we're going to talk about the individual immunity challenge. We're going to see if Joe is able to win yet another. So each castaway will use one foot to balance on a small block while attempting to keep a ball centered on a plank of wood hanging over their heads. If their ball drops, they are out of the challenge. 
Last person remaining wins individual immunity. Keith participated in this challenge on his original season and lost. But there's a twist. We have a twist to the immunity challenge. Jeff tells the castaways to grab one black rock and one white rock. The castaways have the opportunity to improve their shelter. Jeff tells them there is a construction crew waiting back at camp and they are ready to rebuild their shelter with a waterproof roof and a covered fire area. The castaways can have this if five people voluntarily sit out of the challenge with no chance of immunity. The castaways will show Jeff the white rock if they want to sit out or the black rock if they want to participate. Everyone chooses to sit out of the challenge except for Joe and Keith. What do you two think of this? Who do you think made a poor decision here? Joe. <clears throat> you think, oh, uh, okay. No, so I don't think Joe made a bad bad decision. He gave bad reasoning. Because when you heard, like when you, when you heard the reason, I think I related to Keith and I think me and Abraham both would have been like, we want to compete. So would we have put, like, I, there would have been a part of me that would have been like, I want to do it because I want to compete. And then Joe was like, well, I'm fine with the rain. Everyone else has to top it up. I was like, why are you... Like, that was the moment for me with Joe. I was sat there and I was like, how can you sit there and say that it was a good... You have a good social game when you basically just told eight other people who have just... Have literally, like, decided to step out of immunity for everyone else. And you've just gone, they might have to top it up. Like, it's, it's not going to help socially. And you kind of saw it with Abby and Sierra's reactions. They were like, oh, I would have been like that. I, I wouldn't have just been like that. I would have turned around and been like, thanks, Joe. And he would have been and like, I know if anyone had like said something, he would have tried. But I feel like every single person with what he said and his reasonings, I feel like everyone had a reason to not be happy with Joe's decision. Um, I think I think we got to look at let's Let's back over just a second. It's got to be pretty bad element wise for them to offer you anything. Yeah. So you got to be like, okay, in the big picture of things, we're suffering. Do we continue to suffer or do we say, you know what? I'm going to build me some loyalty right now and say, okay, look, because Sierra is still on the chopping blocks ahead of Joe, even though he was winning mm-hmm. challenges. Yeah, I'm with Keith. Keith said, look, I'm a competitor. I want to compete. But Keith is no danger right now to anybody. So Keith can compete and nobody's going to worry about it. And you're right, Ollie. He gave a better response to, look, I'm I'm, I'm really just want to compete. Joe, you just kind of beat everybody with a woofle ball bat and gave everybody a hit. And they're like, bam, get out of here. And we see it. And my question is, what rock would you turn to? Which one would y'all have got? Would you have went for the shelter or you went for the actual competition? Ali, I know where you're going. Mm, but I will say I would have wanted to compete. I would have wanted to discuss first just to gauge everyone. And then I'd still yeah. Look, Messi Jeff don't give you no opportunities. He just throws stuff out there. You got to well, do it. In the later yeah. seasons, I think starting in 41 plus, he allows people when when we do those things where it's like, do you want the extra rice? I need four people to sit out of the competition. Um, there is some discussion there and he allows for negotiation. And I think that's a really great change uh, that we've seen. Soft. He's soft. We ain't giving him. He said he got soft. soft. Look, Maybe. Hey, look, you're in the rain. They have been in the rain for days. The rain is not letting up. And you know somebody's going to get voted out regardless. And you saying, look, I'll take the tarp. I'll take the covered fire so we can at least be comfortable. And Joe's, Joe is really scared that when he loses a challenge, 
he's going to get voted out. And that's his only yeah. thought. Now, I got to agree with Ollie. The poke, in the, the poke in the eye came where he says, if you can't deal with the ring. Now, that's a poke in the eye. Yeah. I, I think my strategy for this would be I would compete because I would think I would go through all the people in my head. In my mind, Jeremy doesn't think he needs immunity. I don't think Kimmy thinks that she needs immunity. I don't think that Tasha thinks that she needs immunity. Um, I don't think Spencer believes that he would need immunity. I, I mean, I would get pretty close down there. And then it all depends on Steven. So because I know that Joe would definitely compete, I have no question in my mind about that. Um, I would compete and say, I just didn't want Joe to win. If it ever got back to me, I'd like, oh, you, you didn't let us get the nice thing. I'd be like, well, if I didn't choose the rock to play joe would have automatically gotten that we, they were so close to joe yeah. getting individual immunity just by selecting to compete yeah i said yeah. i didn't want, I didn't want joe just to just to, to do it and nobody just competed i would made a joke out of it like i just didn't want him to run away with another win so i want to give him a little yeah. bit of effort yeah and if you go back to jeff's statement he said keith went deep into the round in his season but it wasn't raining in his season either. He wasn't, you know, battling the injuries. I mean, we were battling the, the elements. And the way that actual challenge works, unless you're just good at holding your arms out there, it, it's going to hurt. And when it starts hurting, you're going to try to mm, rob them, yeah. then you're gone. So I, I love the challenge. I love the challenge. But we saw where Joe stands when it comes to what the tribe would have needed. And that kind of points a bigger – I think that kind of puts another – him and what he said puts a bigger uh, target on his back. Yeah. I think if Joe kind of said the similar thing of Keith, of I'm a competitor, even he, he even if he said, like, I feel like I need it, like, I don't think anyone could have just, like, been like, that's fine. If, if that's all he'd said, if he'd gone, I'm a competitor, and to be honest, I there is part of me that feels like I need it, so I do want to compete. I don't think anyone would have said no. The fact that he did the poke in the eye. <laughs> like, you dirty dog. Yeah. And you saw it throughout the challenge. You... You saw a certain fiery Brazilian just given the reactions, and I was like, "Look, who do you, if you like Keith beat you, I'd be like, man, come on, stop playing." But listen, can we also talk about the fact that we learn later in the episode? I know we're sort of flashing forward a little bit, but we learn later that there is a clue that is hidden. Uh, there is an idol hidden under their shelter. I had the reaction when he said that there was a professional um, building crew that was already on site. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So there is the professional building crew on site with the producers of the show. I would have been like, I'm sensing that there will be a placed idol here uh, somewhere at the shelter. I don't know if anyone else thought this. I don't know if it played into any of the strategy. I don't even know if they were necessarily thinking about it, but no, think that popped into my head when they said it. I think if you look and see your wrinkled feet down and you can peel skin off, you ain't care about no clue. You ain't thinking about that. You no. just like, I just want somewhere warm where I can. Because if you look, I'm not. That must have been Keith's cowboy boot. Because I'm like, it, you can just throw it in the fire as close as it is. It's oh, here's, yeah. here's wardrobe is funny. Wardrobe, you, we get to we get to cycle through and try to pick wardrobe. When you get ready to go on the show, here's a word to advise. Be very conscious of your wardrobe because you have to wear that through all kind of weather and it has to be able to hold up. I would not have brought cowboy boots. That It might have been my image, but I'm not bringing cowboy boots to the sand. Nope. Abraham. Wear those. 
I was just going to say, Abraham, when I get on UK Survivor, can you be my stylist? Uh, yeah, look, hey, man, look. I, I, they they picked some stuff that I would never put together, but I'll, I'll attempt. I was like, who put this together? I would never put this on. But um, it's it's a process. You don't just get to go into your wardrobe and pick out what you want to wear. Um, which I'm looking at Jeremy because Jeremy has on his firefighter stuff, which is his which is his symbol. It's who he is. Um, but you don't get to hindsight 2020. I, and I was going through an ice storm in San Antonio, Texas at the time. So it was kind of hard to get and review the items that I really wanted to take. But be very conscious of underwear. Um, who has the David? Was it David from one season? Had the dirtiest underwear ever. Was that David from uh, Millennials vs. Gen X? Yeah. David is a writer now. And when I was talking to my person for my wardrobe, I said, whatever you choose, my underwear cannot look like that. <laughs> I cannot be I, on TV. <laughs> I'd be sitting there being like, for the wardrobe person, I'd be like, look, I know I'm about to be dirty and filthy on this show, but at least make my outfit look cute at the start because then I can still make it somewhat nice. I was like, as long as I'm there looking somewhat nice. Wait, this inspi inspires a video idea. This inspires a video idea. We should rank our favorite castaway island outfits by utility. So if that's something you would like to see, if you're listening to this on Spotify or watching us on YouTube, go ahead and leave a like or leave a comment saying that that is something you'd be interested in. Because now I, I'm suddenly flooded with a bunch of castaway outfits that I loved and a bunch of castaway outfits that I think are such a hindrance to get have to play the game with. Yeah. So remember, if you're going to be out there for X amount of days, it has to be functional. Do not be trying to No, Tasha been in that little mini suit with the jacket on forever. Stop. I, every time someone shows up, I think in like we were, I was watching Survivor China and someone had like high heels on, and I was like, oh Sharia. no, Sharia. <laughs> I was like, oh no 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 no, uh, those are gonna get ruined. Also, there was someone in Samoa that did that. Sorry, just my brain. <sighs> Listen, if whatever makes for good television, if it's someone trying to walk through sand or mud in high heels, they're going to say, yeah, you can bring those. That's great. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's get back to the immunity challenge. So it's between Joe and Keith. Keith wants his redemption so bad. Another reason for why it was definitely okay for him to select that he wanted to play. But Joe wins his fourth individual immunity. And on the way out, Steven says that now Sierra is the target because of her uh, aggressive gameplay. Yeah. Here we go again. The game is pointing the finger at somebody else. So we knew Sierra was already on the chopping block. Easy pointing the finger at. But Survivor never goes like a plan. No. Yeah, no, I think it's completely fair that Steven, you know, pointed the finger at Sierra because she was already doing that to him. So it, it makes sense. So I'm not mad at it. I just just quickly going back to joe he's becoming the trophy boot of the season he is becoming that person that <laughs> as soon as like as soon as you say his name it's going to be like yep yeah, that's the big that's the yes. big golden trophy that you need to snipe go for it so shame about him but yeah no i think with him going out it does kind of give more fluidity to actually what's going to happen this this coming tribal i do think leading up to this tribal here is how you play survivor and how you position yourself for a good resume mm -hmm. and also 
garner loyalty from other players. This is this is I think this is an excellent execution of strategy and survivor for this particular vote here. I, this this boat is going to say a lot. I mean, we got first of all, the castaways get to experience their brand new professionally constructed shelter. It looks really nice. nice. Yeah. Worth it. Totally worth it, I think. They're going to be so happy with that covered fire. Um, but we get Steven telling Kimmy and Jeremy what he was sort of saying to the audience before. Sierra needs to be the next to go because she is willing to make the biggest moves in the game. And he doesn't think that he can work uh, with Abby and Wentworth with Sierra still in the game. So that's interesting. I like that strategy of like, once we get rid of Sierra, Abby and Wentworth get freed up. I think Sierra. I think Sierra is a hit of the stake. I think Sierra is the if if Sierra gets one more vote out of those two, if, if Abby and Wentworth, Sierra, and one other player, she controls the game. She just needed one more person to be, and I thought Spencer, for this vote, is that person. Now Spencer's saying, you know, we're going to go out the fish back, and they are they're they're on the journey to get fish back out. Well, that's Jeremy's number one. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy's telling you, hey, it's not time for Fishback. Yeah, he has a hidden immunity. Uh, he had, I'm, a, I'm sorry, he has that, that special idol that could be played. We don't, nobody still knows what it is. We still yeah, know what it is. So uh, I can understand what Spencer's move is. I just think Spencer went too soon. But we'll yeah, see I, I, I think with this pre-tribal, it was more so just you, this is where you saw the kind of people playing the middle this is where you saw them not being on the same page for the first time yeah and i think this is where you also saw people being like there was too many people wanting to put their agenda in it there was too many people that wanted to be like this is what i want to do no this is what i want to do so i think that's where the scramble was and i think you kind of did see it with tribal oh we totally saw it with trouble tribal i mean by it was so hard to follow at camp. We have Joe, Sierra, Wentworth, Abby, Tasha, Spencer, Keith. All of them say we're voting Steven out. And then Sierra is like, okay, okay. And Wentworth and I will put votes on Kimmy in case Steven plays his advantage, which I thought this was a serious miscalculation on their end. It was so close, but we'll talk about it at the vote. I think they were so close to making something work and it, it, fell flat i don't think they considered the numbers Hmm. in this moment um but then we get this talk between tasha and spencer and here's where we get more of the people in the middle sort of being like okay what's good for you what's good for me we have to figure something out because they say that this is becoming the sierra show and every move that is made from this point will be on her resume i'd love to know abraham as someone who's played the game before is it a subconscious thing or are we thinking when you're on that beach like oh i don't know if i should go with this person because then it becomes their strategy that i'm following into was that ever on your mind when you were on the island well you for us it was it was so fast you don't know who to trust you know you look at it from a perspective in my in my i can only tell you what my perspective was if you got three women three men if you vote out a man that means the women have the advantage if you vote out a woman that means the men have the advantage if you vote out a guy the women have the advantage so i'm thinking that everybody on the man side has that thought so you can kind of use that as your extra push be like i know they're not going to vote me out because we're going to get them the advantage then you got to say okay where relationships are at you only got like maybe 24 hours to form bonds and relationships 
Right. So you're trying to figure out who can you trust and you're trying to let somebody else say the name. You're not trying to be the person that says the name. You just want to co-sign on the name because then that way you can say, well, they said the name. I just kind of nodded. I didn't really say anything. So deniability. You can do that, too. <laughs> um, and then you try to figure out, you know, who you click with, you know, who who's clicking with you. But you again, that's everybody thinking on their own thoughts. And you see where Spencer has his own agenda to try to get further in the game and who can I use and who will be a good person to talk to. Tasha's playing the same game. Tasha just is not up front and she's more of I'll go with the whatever side right now. Fishback is literally saying, I want to get Joe out. I want to get Sierra out. Um, and you got Keith. Keith to me is on the sideline still. He's not really pointing. Well, except for Joe. He is pointing finger at Joe. But other right. than that, he's kind of going with the plan. So you only got Jeremy trying to push a plan. You got Spencer trying to push a plan. You got Fishback trying to really push a plan. And you have Sierra that's playing. You have those four players actively trying to push a plan through. So it's kind of interesting to see how they either gel or they just don't kind of. Kimmy, is she on this season? Is she? She, I mean, for the edit, she, she has a star. really nice moment, Abraham. We got to go her today, yeah. But other than that, we don't really see her in the edits. We'll put the edits as a fault of everything, because it is. We don't see her in the edits, but we don't get a chance to say she's an impact on a player, and she's just co-signing. So mm-hmm. I think those players that are actually making pushes are going to be the determining, the going to be the determining factor on how it comes out. And we see that. We see an excellent execution from two different sides. Because once they get to the tribal and they get to voting, they do what they're supposed to do. They just didn't come on Jeremy, that's all. Mm. Well, let's talk about how we get to this moment with Jeremy sort of fig- figuring out where the numbers are. So Joe, Tasha, and Spencer tell Jeremy that Sierra, Abby, and Wentworth want to vote out uh, Stephen. I love how Jeremy played this. It was so subtle. He was just like, oh, is the vote on Stephen now? You know, just like, oh, is, is that the plan now? Like, just, you know, great. Um, he played it really well, but he does voice. I don't think that's a good idea. But we see him sort of butt heads with, Spencer, who is who is very like, no, this this is the right move to make. But Jeremy is not convinced. And this plays out really well at Tribal Council. Is, is there anything else before we go to Tribal that no, is worth talking about? Here it is, everybody. Stop telling everybody you have an idol. Yes. Don't be. And here's the thing about it is he has two idols. Stop telling people because you can't. If they know you have the idol, now you become a target. And you don't know when to play it effectively. That's all I'm going to say. Let's go in there. Let's do it. So first of all, I just want to give an important note here that Savage enters wearing a beanie again. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Do they select jury outfits too? Like now I'm, I'm confused. Well, what you no? Okay. Here's behind the scene. We have the outfits that come on the show. They're all picked out for us. And then we have our own clothes that we bring with us. You cannot bring a whole wardrobe full of clothes, but you do bring a certain amount of clothes with you that you wear. I'm sorry, back up. You have the show clothes that you have to wear for the show. Then you have the jury clothes. You also pick out clothes for the jury as well. And they run it through. I don't know where the beanie came from. I don't know why he's in the jungle wearing a beanie, but do you say, I don't know why he was in the rain wearing a beanie and how that beanie still dry. But I'll yeah, did he not have a cold fashion. after that? Like that? It's savage. He's so tough. He would have been like Joe. I'm like, Sam, where's the beanie coming from? I don't know. but Well, 
Abraham, I want you to think about this for a moment. I'm curious to know if there's anything that you were hoping you would get to wear, at, like if you were to be on the jury stage of the show that you didn't get to wear. Oh, okay. One day you have to wear it on our podcast and get to show it off. <laughs> it was like, yeah, man. It's funny because I got all my clothes laid out in pictures and stuff, sending them back and forth, trying to get them, get it approved and everything else. Yes, I did have some items ready to go. I was waiting for, if nothing else, I was like, just make it to the jury. Just make it to the jury so you can sit there every every night and just make facial expressions and just kind of, you know, signal to people at home that you still hear. Um, so, yes, but they get your outfits for everything because here's the interesting fact. Every color does not show up well on TV. Right. So for especially Matt, you know, because you've been in, in the world. So people tend to pick stuff that they like, but does not show up well on tv so no you can't get everything that you want to wear but they do give you some latitude in the jury stuff yeah i'm also impressed on uh jeff's podcast the the one that went along with the season uh 2044 yeah, sorry where are we at um <laughs> i'm losing trace of all of it but jeff mentioned that tribal council is like very much fire lit the entire time and there's not much else uh, in terms of studio lights. So that's even more so like what colors are going to show up best on camera there. Unless Abraham, were there a lot of lights no, no. there? Um, okay. First of all, I'd like to say it is amazing when you get there. I don't want nobody to be tricked, be fooled. It is so amazing when you get there the first time and you get your torch and you are in that environment and you're like, I'm, I'm really here at tribal council. You're you got to go at least three or four times so you can get that out your, out your system. But it's amazing the way it's set up. And you're right. The lighting from that comes from a different light source. So you have to be able to show up in that light. So I think we all had colors. We were green, yellow, and blue, mm -hmm. So which are great colors. So And if you notice, nobody kind of fades to the back in any of the way the seating is either. You don't get to sit where you want to sit at at Tribal we have certain places where we have to sit at too. So everything is structured to, for the maximize. And then you got messy ass Jeff uh, in his spot. So Jeff messy, man. I don't even know why y'all don't realize his ass is messy. Yeah. Anyway. Jeff is playing Jenga to just make it all collapse. <laughs> like it's incredible. Uh, so we get a couple of things that come out of this tribal council. I mean, the really exciting part gets to when uh, the votes are about to be read, but um, we, you know, we hear more things about Sierra wanted to sit out of the challenge because she wanted to be a team player and get everyone a comfortable shelter. Tasha also agrees that her decision to sit out was based on making the most unselfish choice. Here we go with Joe making the argument that, well, he does say that he would be going home if he didn't yeah. play in immunity. That's fine. I think he does mention like the, I can handle the rain. You know, yeah, I'm Keith, hits, Keith hits him with that. Uh, who's gonna vote you out anyway? So he did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, he says he wanted a chance to kill the golden boy. Yeah, and Keith is on the opposite side too when he says it. So that means he had to turn, look, and say it loud enough for everybody over here. So I'm like, <laughs> Keith just said what everybody else wanted to say anyway. I was like, Keith, yeah. way to go, guy. We, we're gonna get you out, golden boy. We still looking for you. So I thought that was just hilarious by Keith just to be so honest with his answers. Yeah. Just wonderful, wonderful television. And we also talk a little bit more about Steven's advantage and how now I like how Jeremy was like, oh, now it's probably a bad advantage. And Steven was like, yes, a, a disadvantage. And I thought that was a really fun exchange. Um, but everyone knows about it. But Steven said before Tribal, he, he doesn't want to play it. 
for this tribal council. We'll talk about that um, a little bit more uh, when we get to part two of this episode. But then we get Sierra saying that the vote is going to be complicated because they haven't established lines yet. I don't know how true that is, but again, it's easier from the viewer's perspective. Um, and Sierra says that sitting out of the challenge may have been a million dollar mistake. Yeah, and I, mean, it, I mean, here we learn. Yeah, it, it kind of was. So everyone goes up to vote. We get, um, if anyone has a hidden immunity, a hidden immunity idol and you would like to play it, now would be the time. Yes. Jeremy starts going, yeah, Jeff, we cut to commercial break. It was wonderful. We get back. Jeremy plays the immunity idol for Fishback. He says that his decision to play the idol comes down to who he can trust more. And I was like, this was wonderful. And I also just want to throw out before we talk about how the votes land, after the votes are read, he even, Jeremy, I thought this was so, such brilliant social game. He, you know, uh, tells Spencer, I would do the same thing for you. And that was so important. Outstanding cleanup. That's why I say Jeremy is cleaning up and he does it so outstanding. But you know what? I do love to see the faces of people when you say you have a hidden immunity idol. You'd be like, well, who's he going to play it for? Fishback. Yeah. That was a big move by Jeremy. A big move. That's a resume. Hey, I, ain't, I don't really get into the resume because everybody uses the word, but that was a resume move right there, yeah. buddy. I'd love to know, especially what we know about part two of the episode, and maybe we can put a pin in this conversation, but was this even worth it this time? I, you know, <laughs> knowing what we know now, but no, let's talk know. about how the votes were broken up. We had um, five votes for Fishback, which did okay. not count because of the immunity idol. That was Spencer, Tasha, Joe, Abby, Keith. Two votes on Kimmy. This is where we have to rearrange the numbers and look at what they could have done. Sierra Wentworth, they voted for Kimmy. And then three votes on Sierra, Stephen, Jeremy, and Kimmy. If Sierra and Wentworth had Abby vote with them for Kimmy, it would have been four votes on Fishback, which still would have gotten the job done if an idol hadn't been played. Yeah. And all it would have done is it would have tied the vote between Sierra and Kimmy. So there was still a chance for Sierra if all they did was have Abby vote Kimmy with them. Oh. I, but that's, that's where you get out there splitting votes and all this other maneuvering to try to get stuff done. Had it just, you're right, stick to the group and say, okay, we want to, if we can't get Fish back, who do we want to get? We want to get Kimmy. And Kimmy would have went home instead of Sierra. And you would have added one more to your list of people now. Because when you get to eight and you got four on four, oh, now you got a battle. Now yeah. you have a battle. And here's the thing about it is, you're right, Matt. All you had to do is stop trying to play split the vote game. What was Kimmy's name even out there for? You wouldn't target her. And then you didn't realize if you take two back from that, you still got too many people. So it was just crazy. Hmm. What do you think, Ollie? Do you think that it was a missed opportunity or do you think Sierra would have just gone no matter what? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. The only thing that makes me think, why was there only two votes? Potentially because obviously, you know, everyone kind of went to Jeremy and mentioned this thing. So whether they thought Jeremy was kind of with them and it was just kind of Stephen and Kimmy on their own, that's why there was only two votes. But I, I kind of agree. I think it was a missed opportunity. If if they had Abby vote for Kimmy, it could have been fine. But again, they may have just been worried that 
at that point, all it takes is two people to flip and it's fine. So yeah. there was definitely a lot of varying factors with them. But regardless, I want to give Sierra her praises because she, she proved she proved how good of a game player she was this season. So, and that, like, especially as second chances, she kind of proved, even with only being 10th, that she was one of the strongest players out there. So... Yeah, yeah, she played. She played a hell of a game. I, I enjoyed it. I'm just saying she just didn't have. It, it's just sometimes it's just timing and on the right number side. Mm-hmm. I think if she was aligned with Jeremy, oh, we could have we could have switched out Kimmy with with Sierra. Mm-hmm. But I think Sierra wanted the top spot, and it's kind of hard to give up being an alpha to be to be a Bravo. You like Sierra's an alpha player, and she played like an alpha player. And I just don't think she could sit back and kind of pull it back long enough to let everything kind of weed itself out because she wanted to make moves and get her name out there and do all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just bad timing. I think it's just for mm-hmm. her, it's just bad time, but excellent player, excellent player. I, I, I enjoy watching Sierra. I just like, I still would have voted her out, but you know, but I vote you guys out. So it makes no difference. I'm just you know saying. what? If you vote someone out because they are an absolute threat to win the game, how could anyone be oh, upset with something yeah. like that? You know, after the merge, Ollie gone. Merge, <laughs> we've never seen each other in the game of Survivor. After the merge, Ollie, you're gone. Why? You Why? You're playing too hard. You already say you're not going to sit out no challenge. You're playing too hard. I got to put you out. Sorry, didn't you say that as well, Abraham? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're going to find out who gets voted out between Ollie and Abraham right after this quick commercial break because guess what this is an extended episode so we have part two of episode 10 coming right after this break where we're going to see the fallout from jeremy playing his idol for steven hi survivor now podcast listeners i am katie from kt designs better known as katie tedesco art on both instagram and etsy I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more super fans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash katietedescoart.com. Let me tell you something, man. I was looking at this episode and, you know, it kind of follows a rhythm that you know. Tribal council, vote out, uh, preview for the next show. And they was like, and I was like, wait a minute, is this still going? Yeah, and I looked. I was like, "Oh, this is still episode ten. We still got like thirty more minutes." I I take notes during the episodes, and I was like, "Oh, I was so tired by the end of the vote out. I was so ready to go to bed, and then it kept going, and I was like, "Oh no, here we go." <laughs> it really catches you by surprise when you're not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I mean, I'm to why did they make this episode longer? But they sure. sometimes do it. They sometimes. They, they must have had to finish the season by a certain date in the um, schedule for like yeah. when, it, like how many episodes oh, the yeah. CBS had ordered. Probably, they know. Like when we do, uh, it's funny. This is this is stuff that I didn't realize. Everything impacts the timing of a show. The light outside when it's raining outside, um, when the weather's bad, or something's going on, or you can't trans, you don't have transportation somewhere or something. Everything impacts and is on a schedule because it was crazy when we do stuff. We're on a schedule, and it's just kind of crazy that 
the schedule has to be maintained to a certain extent to make sure stuff is right. I this production team, whatever goes into making Survivor, I can't even imagine because there are so many variables. It is a uh, an unscripted television show where people are trying to do whatever they can to win it. There are we see the harsh weather elements during these past couple of episodes, but really the entire time. I mean, honestly, hats off to the production team that's on set uh, in Cambodia, but we're, for all the seasons, just making this happen. Let me tell you something. You, there are some of the most amazing, diverse group of people that go into making Survivor. You see them now more so than you did before when they show stuff behind the but I mean, there are some amazing people and the cast of Survivor are made up of people that they pretty much came from different sites and they put them all together and they make up this team that does an amazing job. Because, I mean, we're a handful in ourselves because we have our own individual personalities and they, they, they tend to reinsert themselves. So you kind of got to deal with us. You got to deal with the set. You got to deal. It's just crazy. But they do an amazing job, man. I met some amazing people, man, that are really behind the scenes. I applaud them for like the time we didn't want to, we had to smoke in the fire and we didn't care that we were smoking out the cameraman, but I felt bad for him. <laughs> oh. I know he's going blind. We're doing it. We're just smoking this. We didn't even got a real fire going. We just got smoke in his eyes. So it's, it's, it's always some interest to it. Uh, the things that they have to put up with. I'd love to know if, if there are any um, people who've worked on set that might be interested in talking to us, if they're allowed to, I think that would be a super interesting episode, but yeah, I mean, we should get. I can never remember. I met one once. Um, they're called something. They're the people that, that well, they're, they're two sets. People that are actually people that have trades like the films and they're they're like apprentices and stuff like that. They're there. Then you have the people that test out all the challenges oh, the and stuff. Teamers. The dream team. That's I met a dream teamer before. Uh, if I could remember his name, I would ask him, but I have to remember his name. <laughs> um, and these are the folks that really test the stuff out. If you're listening, it's the dream team member that I met in Atlanta at the Halloween Christmas, Davies Halloween Christmas party last year. You were, you were at the party. Hit me up. We'll get you on. And if anyone's listening and you know who that person was who was at the Halloween party in Atlanta, help us track this person down. Yeah, because I know he's on Instagram because I follow him on Instagram. We follow each other. But I, just can't, I cannot remember his name offhand. It'll come back to me. All right, maybe you let us know as we go through this episode. Yeah. So we get everyone praising Jeremy for his idol play. Steven says he owes his life to Jeremy in the game, which is 100% true. And then Jeremy reinforces to Steven, like, yeah, the Alliance wants you out. They don't trust you. And I think this was great because it further, like, elevates Jeremy in Steven's game as someone yeah. to, like, buddy up with. Um Jeremy says playing the idol on Steven will paint a bigger target on his back, but he feels like he has enough wiggle room to come up with his next move. This is what we were talking about, Jeremy, when we first started the episode, which is like he has worked his way into a position where he is able to sort of go outside of Alliance lines and hold back information from them, but is able to re-enter it when he needs to without any major repercussions for his game. It's incredible to watch. Yeah, it's, it's that ability to see, right, what is going on? Okay, let me, like, it's thinking of the next few steps, like we said. He was able to, he knew what he was going to do, so he already knew what he was going to have to say to people and when to say it. He is a very smart player. But also, just quick, shout out to Kimmy, because 
when <laughs> when everyone was coming in and um obviously it was like great move jeremy yeah big move big move. like oh, people were about to paint the thing you have kimmy in the back going it's classy very classy <laughs> i was like i was like i love like i just i did find that funny with kimmy but it it does like you say it puts a target on jeremy and fishback now because kind of regardless everyone's going to look at them too and be like well jeremy played the idol for fishback so clearly that like if you get rid of fishback you have jeremy and vice versa so i think this is second second chance so these are players that are coming back play before you got to respect game. You got to respect game because mm. he pulled that idol out and played it for fish back. And you actually voted out the person you really want to get voted out anyway. And then you came back and was like, Spencer, I had you covered, guy. If I, if yeah. I this, if you'd have been the same thing. Now, you got to remember, Jeremy actually told Spencer, don't do it. And he still did it. So now you know who voted for who. So it's kind of mm. giving you an idea what the landscape looks like. And then you kind of cleaning it up and saying, hey, look, but nobody knew he had an idol. So now it's like, okay, well, we know he had an idol. We know the idol goes back into play once it's played. Now let's see what's going to happen next. I think the way it, it, it traversed through the game of Survivor was outstanding because now we got a chance to idol play, a good idol play where you actually say someone. Now we also see Fishback get into a confessional and says, I didn't know anything was coming my way. Oh, and yeah. I thought it was just so funny that Fishback, he really says, look, I, I was out there. He got humbled, like, oh, yeah. and I think he he like, and that's not even in a bad way. He got humbled, which I think he you kind of even saw in that particular confessional. He did really appreciate, but just going kind of back slightly, we because we were talking about Jeremy and you can't, we kind of mentioned Spencer. Mm. Spencer, that kind of little bit before Stephen's bit, I looked at that, and I don't know if anyone else felt this. I felt like seeing that, and then kind of seeing how Spencer's been and stuff. Spencer, and for me, I use random phrases. Spencer to me is a how dare you player. And by that, I mean, from his reactions and how it was going, it was almost like he, like he was annoyed. He was annoyed that he wasn't a part of the Sierra vote and he was annoyed that he also didn't know about the idol. And just from reading, like from watching his confessional speaking about Jeremy, it was all, it wasn't the fact that, I'm trying to explain this quick correctly he was more like it sounded like he was just like well why wasn't i a part of it and like he was he was annoyed and that's why i say he was a how dare you player because it's like he almost has this thing where he must be a part of everything and when he's not he's annoyed about it if that makes any sense wouldn't it be like i would wish i've done that and i wanted to win mm. and it's like but it's not like jeremy's keeping him out in the dark jeremy's yeah. actually talking to him telling him hey look that's a bad idea Here's something that's better. Let's go with that. But, you know, Spencer has his own agenda, too. And he went for his agenda. Mm. And he didn't realize that Jeremy got an idol and Jeremy saved Fishback, which makes Fishback uber loyal. And you only need somebody to be loyal. There's, there's a loyalty limitation. You only need them to be loyal down to four. That's it. Right. You just right. need to go down to four. Be like, because if you if you're in that fourth or fifth place and you really need to something to happen, and we're gonna see that loyalty return itself. And if you're trying to get the number three, and your person is in the three in a spot, let's say you number four or five, you know, hey, we might get put out. And your person's already locked down; they want immunity that time. It's like, well, hey, man, hey, I, I looked out for you. I'm not asking you to take me down to where it's number three, 
but I would try to get the number four that way. But that's mm-hmm. just me. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think again the way that Jeremy approaches the conversation with Spencer, I would do the same for you. I he he comes at it with such a way where it's like it's like I know I made a big move. I would understand if you made a big move. And he he's like let's not hold this against each other. And it like it works. The one thing I will say about Spencer's confessional, I'm glad you called it out, Ollie, is with Spencer's confessional I think there was some editing magic going on here because <laughs> when Spencer said, when he talked about he felt like he was being lied to, it cuts away from him speaking and it's his audio over other actions going on at camp, which mm. to me as a viewer always means that him saying the thing about um, being lied to by Jeremy was audio from a different confessional this is all conspiracy but was audio from a different confessional that was edited in for story purposes to this moment for, yeah i'll just on. take a sip of my water <laughs> for season 41 the best editing audio was shan singing that song uh it didn't it wasn't it, the song and stuff didn't go it wouldn't that wouldn't it wouldn't have tied together like that and it, but it was the greatest thing ever and the way they put it together in the editing room. So I got it. That was the best editing as far as songs go in season 41. Oh, that was brilliant. That yeah. truly, we all know it too. We all know the hum now. It's like. <laughs> that thing it, sinister, man. It's, it's Shan's thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now we go into, well, first we see, we talked about Steven. Oh, okay. He's frustrated. He's humbled about being out of the loop. His body is continuing to deteriorate and he is feeling completely overwhelmed by it. But now we get into the reward challenge and we're doing Survivor Folklore. This was incredible how it was shot, how it was filmed, the time of day they chose or night that they chose to do it. So here's what they have to do. The castaways will race into the jungle to find and answer trivia questions about Cambodian history. Getting a question right earns the castaway a gold medallion that they must they, they must attach to a stand. The first person to correctly answer all five questions and place all five medallions wins a trip to a resort and spa. That sounds really nice. I love that. Like when when I saw it coming, like the the challenge they were all coming in, I was so excited because it's such an old school challenge. And like kind of the proper fans who've like watched every season, been there from the start, like that's real. Um, like we we see those challenges, like it's such a throwback. So I was very excited for it. Yeah. Look, I was listening to the story Jeff was telling. I remember none of that stuff. And, and here, here, hey, here, Matthew, let's go back. When you got a professional crew rebuilding your shelter, now it now it comes up to play because now you have a clue to hidden immunity auto in one of the actual little containers that any other players can find. It's this up to grab for any of them. This was so much fun. I loved how they introduced it to the audience right before the challenge start. It was like it was like one of those things where you know they usually you see like um a cutaway to something from the challenge like breaking or being thrown or tossed, but this one was you saw the clue being wrapped in the medallion and it was like, "Oh, who's going to find it?" And I thought they did some really cool editing tricks with this package also, which we'll get into. So, during the challenge um, it's so beautiful to see everyone like just like running through the forest with their torches. It's it's so cinematic. And we see Wentworth open up one of the containers to select an answer, and the envelope for the viewers like flashes a little, like it gets a little bright, and there's a sound cue, and she picks it. 
I was so happy. How do you two feel about Wentworth finding the clue? She was lucky. That's all I have to say. She was lucky. But just quickly, Matt, you, you just lied to all of the viewers. <laughs> What'd I say? You said everyone was running. No, oh, Abby, yeah, Maria. Yeah, you Abby Maria was walking. I was, was like, she was doing she what? Was she was on a She jogged at some point. At some point, but you saw her walking. Man, all right, vote me out, Ollie. Vote me out. Look, Abby had her torch. Abby was like, <laughs> why they running? I ain't going nowhere. And again, if you feel no threat, what, what, what are you running for? You'd be like, oh, I'm not going to hit myself in the jungle. She was like a Keith out there full blast, but Keith just gotta remember the story. That was what getting him. Uh, <laughs> Ollie funny. Ollie's like, nope, everybody wasn't running. But Abby was doing great. I mean, she got she basically answered four questions in a row. Uh <laughs> right, except there was some strategy from Fishback. Fishback shady. No, that wasn't strategy, that was shady. No, Fishback, that was strategy. Being shady. If you don't if you don't wait to see if he takes the same clue. Fishback mm. just opened an urn up and just didn't do anything. And she yeah. just reached in and got yeah. it. Fishback was like, oh, wait a minute. That ain't right. Again, you're supposed to be remembering the story, not following somebody else anyway. I would have done it to Matthew, definitely. Ollie, you, you probably would have been. Matthew, you're going to get that one. I I just like to let you remind you that dancers have a very good memory. And I can remember some of the answers now. So I think I would have been fine. I, I remember it somewhere in Babylon. And some It was a different religion. That's about it. So um, it was... Buddhist, there were archers. It was the 12th and 17th, no, 12th and 13th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we right, Ollie. Okay. We got it. But I, 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 look, when it comes to idol placement for people to have an opportunity, this season of Survivor has been spectacular. And idol placement and just not making it simple for you because now you get the clue. And she doesn't realize she has the clue until she opens the package. So now you got to figure out how do I play without somebody seeing me pick up something? Mm. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great episode for giving a contestant an opportunity to find idols. I thought it was great. What is it about Wentworth and Jeremy? They are idol magnets this season. Like it's incredible. But honestly, I when I saw the idol clue for the first time, I was like, it's under the shelter. You don't even, it's under the shelter. That'd have been Russell Hands. Russell Hands. Hey, but ask, hey, ask Beanie Man about not finding something if you keep wearing that beanie. Beanie Man. Oh. Well, the beanie that's makes another got, appearance. That's how, he gets, that's how he gets voted out because she has an idol that nobody, I repeat, nobody knew about. Two players, two idols, nobody knew about them, perfectly played. And thankfully, like, like, We see players who are beginner players make the mistake of telling people all the time. I feel like these players know so much better than to be like, let me include my group in the fact that I have this amazing idol. Um, but you know what we see? We see Fishback narrowly beating Spencer to win a trip to the resort and spa. Spencer was very close. Just like with just... the advantage. Oh, just, just like, like oh. Advantage. Great callback. Oh, yeah, that was a swimming, yeah, that was a swimming mm -hmm. challenge. But yeah. again, he picked the wrong one. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Fishback's decision here. So Fishback is told to choose one person and picks Tasha. And his reasoning is, it's important to call this out. His reasoning is that his alliances were not as strong as he thought they were 
emphasis on the word alliance uh, and he needs to mend some relationships. And we see that this gets a huge reaction from Jeremy and I don't blame Jeremy one bit. This was really weird. Strategy. No, wait, no, it's the, in whatever. Okay. If, if you're, if you're, if you're for all people that look at this, the seasons prior, we know there are going to at least be three people. We already know it's going to be three people. There's never been a challenge reward where two people get to enjoy the challenge. Because one, it doesn't do anything for the actual viewer to look at two people just sitting there eating. That, that doesn't get it. So we know it's going to be at least three. He picks Tasha because we don't see the rest of the day. And he already knows that Tasha was one of the ones that voted for him. So he, he he's going to say that too. So he want to mend that fence. It's when he had his second person that he had to pick that Jeremy was going to get picked. I just think it was the perfect out of order. But again, it still showed shade on Spencer because Spencer's still like, what's going on? But he needed to mend the fence. And think about it. If you take Jeremy, that fence don't need to be mended. He just mad because he didn't get no food. But Tasha voted for you. So you got to mend somebody that really is going to try to help you get along the game. So I thought it was a good move. I just thought to vote, you know, you, you just picked out order. I think, no, this thing, it wasn't that it was a bad, his, he made a bad decision. He was, he just gave too, like, too open of a reason. Like, if, it's like, if, if you sat there and you, if like, because he's openly said, I need to mend fences with this person. And obviously other, everyone else is like, well, why have? Like, what about the rest of us? But also, again, like Matthew said, he, he mentioned Alliance. And it, they sat there and be like, well, who's that then? And obviously, we kind of see later on in the episode, everyone kind of putting the pieces together. But yeah, I don't think it was a bad decision. Because I think, again, if, if he, regardless if he chose Jeremy, everyone would have, would have been like, completely fair, makes total sense. Oh, yeah. But the fact that he had to mention why he was taking Jeremy and taking Tasha, I mean, the reasons he gave made people go, oh, yeah. Well, you gotta remember those those numbers are coming down, and if the 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 lower the numbers are, what there's three players right there, you only need one more player, and he also divulges what his secret is that he got, and that was even better because now, if it's eight people left in the game, which is not, but if it was eight people left in the game, perfect move, mm. perfect move. I I I would agree with you there. I still think, I feel like Steven needed to pull Jeremy aside before reward and be like, listen, I feel like I need to mend things with Tasha because she voted for me and just be prepared. I want to take you as well, but I may have to pick her first so that this strengthens all of us. And, you know, Jeremy may not have had a good reaction to that. We don't know, but I think it was, I think that the order was wrong for, uh, Steven to pick yeah. in that way there's never a guarantee that you're going to get an extra person we I we saw like a movie date in one of the seasons where it was only two people uh that were taken and uh I mean I, I would be mad if I was Jeremy too and then again the only other thing that I think was just the icing on the cake was him mentioning that he needs to mend relationships with alliance members and you know we see uh Spencer being like this was questionable I'm starting to get the sense that Tasha, Jeremy, and Steven are much closer than I am to them. And this is why from part one of the episode, I sort of feel like Spencer might be in the in the right to target Steven more so now than ever. What do you think? I don't think Spencer should be because you gotta remember Tasha voted with Spencer against Fishback. 
So at the end of it, you got what you wanted. You got somebody to flip and vote on Fishback, no questions asked. Now sure. that person's trying to, you know, better his position with someone that voted for him. Spencer, you should be like, well, I'd have done the same thing because you would have had to do the same thing. The only difference between the scenario now is that your Spencer, your move didn't work. Hmm. That's the only difference between. If your move had to work, you'd have went the opposite direction. Fishback would have been gone, and somebody else would have won. Uh, would have won the challenge. Actually, Spencer would have won the challenge. So now we're saying Spencer would have took Jeremy and who? I think Tasha. Yeah. I think the thing with the thing with Spencer is, I think he Spencer wants to be in the position where Stephen is. Spencer wants to be in Stephen's right. position where he's closer to Jeremy and he also has Tasha and he also has Kenny. That's where he wants to be. So he wants to. He, he I think he's getting in this thing of he wants to get rid of Stephen to then replace Stephen in Stephen's situation. That's where I <laughs> well, say it again, right. but real fast. <laughs> <laughs> But you're, I mean, like, that's the thing. If I was Spencer, uh, I wasn't in an alliance with Fishback. He didn't select me. I wrote his name down. He didn't want to mend things with me. He wanted to mend things with Tasha. That's where I'm like, I'm, I feel like Spencer was starting to see Steven's order a little bit in terms of who he felt was more important to him in the game. And we, yeah, yeah, Abraham. I mean, the numbers are coming down. At some point, everybody's going to see exactly where everybody else is at. And they're going to know that they missed their opportunity. And that's all Sierra and, and Spencer. They're trying to create their own opportunities, which I have no problem. I love it played in the game. It's just that it, nothing's working for them because now you kind of waited too late. Now it's a matter of how do we kind of move things around that's going to benefit me. And we also have a possible second idol in play. Oh, yeah. I just want to quickly mention, Abraham, you mentioned there that you said Sierra and Spencer were kind of similar with the opportunities thing. I think the difference that we're seeing with Spencer and Sierra is Sierra, so Steven, no, Spencer, Spencer, that's the name. Spencer wants to create his own opportunities. And I think that's where he's tripping up because he's trying to create the opportunities himself. Mm. Whereas Sierra is just, seeing what is happening and then going, here is the opportunity. Waiting, here is the opportunity. Whereas I think I think Spencer is, and again, I think this is towards how he was his first season. He was so wanting to be this amazing, big, like legend of a player that I think he's kind of just wanting to just have that big provider. And I think that's where it's, he's trying to do, not that he's trying to do too much, but he's trying to literally have every moment just to kind of be like doing it. And I think he just, yeah, I think, he just I think he's, he's doing too much. Yeah. Too much too soon. I think you're, you're absolutely right. I, I need to look at it from the analogy, from that perspective, you're right. And I think if he's a little more Sierra, I think that it helped, it would help his game because mm -hmm. you're really running out of numbers. Yeah. Well, okay. So we also see Wentworth, unwrap the idol clue and it tells her that there is an idol under the shelter shocker um that she will have to go and get and she wants to use the time when people are going to be on the reward because everyone goes back to camp right after the challenge she wants to use the time the next day when um people are on the reward to go and retrieve the idol which i thought was good don't rush something like that um we also i feel like this might be important 
Keith tells Stephen to stop milking the foot injury because he was like, you were running through the forest. He says like a deer. He says you were running like a deer through the forest during the reward challenge. And I feel like we start getting the sense here that Stephen might be getting on some people's nerves maybe around camp. Yeah, I think it's it's that weird thing of like, yeah, we all understand you've got an injury, but I think it's all that thing of like Keith said, I remember that and I actually did giggle. Because it is that thing of you were just running, like clearly your feet aren't that like in pain, like they are swollen. Don't get me wrong, I saw this, I saw the close-ups. God. But like you you were like Keith said, you were running, mate. Like it's not that you are in that much pain with your feet, stomach. We don't know, but yeah, I think I just yeah, yeah. Look, he's in there. Stop playing with your feet. You're all right. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, Let's talk about the reward because the resort is gorgeous. It is. I have to go back and find the name of it. I want to research it a little bit more. Can we go? Yeah. I I think the. Sorry, can we send that? address to randy and that can be our like end of year party location our company <laughs> retreat yes i'm here for it <laughs> you better look at the company budget i think we, make, we get pictures on postcards. <laughs> postcards postcards would be nice from there postcards. i like the photos of it um abraham what do you have to say about this resort would this be a reward you would go on let me tell you something we 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 got a chance to kind of look at the other um, areas of the island we was on the quarantine, so we couldn't go that far. They have some beautiful places in these locations that are, I mean, they're tourist areas and they're just so relaxing and so comforting. And you want to be there just kind of not having to play the game. And with three people, they kind of get a chance to talk and build a new alliance up. And you're in a comfortable environment with food. Yeah. You know, even though we see Joe out there fishing, which is kind of odd that they were starving, but Joe is fishing. Um working on that one but yeah yeah I, I love it i love the fact that the reward challenge are worth the reward you're doing stuff and then you get there and it's really worth it and it's kind of funny where they have all this food well you new new survivor players do not try to eat all the food yes <laughs> say it again abraham please do not try to eat all the food and do not eat sweets it's it's not gonna be, it, look it's not gonna help you oh it's gonna hurt I have to look away from the screen whenever the, they win like chocolate and brownies and cake. I can't watch them eat it. It There's really. No... <laughs> no... Let me tell you something. We ate coconut and drunk coconut milk the first 12 hours. And then I think we we found some rock crabs and we had one crab leg a piece. Uh, everybody had one crab leg. And I think we found one breadfruit, but no, I didn't eat that. And so your body changes. The longer you're there, the longer your body changes. So when you introduce a piece of slice of chocolate cake back to your life. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> what happened to Ollie? He fell and didn't get up. <laughs> I ain't much. I yeah, yeah, they can't get. He didn't get up. <laughs> but they, I mean, they get to enjoy some nice looking food on the board. Yeah, that looked really good. But we do see, I feel like Steven is trying to take a note from JT. Do you remember earlier in the season when Steven was like, I can't believe I'm not on the reward. I want to use this to bond with people. He was so upset about it. And now he gets that opportunity. I feel like he feels like JT in this moment where he's like, 
I get to bond with these people. I get to reaffirm the relationships with my closest allies. And I feel like he's sort of getting this like illusion of comfort from this. He so much so that he chooses to tell Tasha and Jeremy, like we were talking about, about his steal a vote. Because he feels like that there has been some distrust amongst the Alliance. Good move, bad move. What do we think? I, I think it was a decent move by um, Fishback because obviously Jeremy did what, what he did. So I feel like Stephen almost kind of owed it to Jeremy to be like, we have this, we will use this together. And again, it's that thing of he wanted Tasha on his side. So I think it does make sense for that, especially because it's kind of a, a I would say an advantage more, you can use it as more of leverage. Mm. Whereas like idle, you tell no one. Whereas an advantage, I think you can kind of use it to see like, right, if we use this as a team, what can we do with it? So I think it was a decent move on him, like his, his part overall. Sure. I think it was timely. I think it was a timely move for what you were trying to get done. You know, eventually you'd have to share it with at least at a minimum Jeremy to try to figure out how right. do we play it to best maximize. And I think by bringing Tashi in, it was just a bonus. So I think it was a timely move at the right time to try to say, okay, now what's our next move? What do we do next? Um, which was a blunder, but it was a timely move at that time. Yeah. I'm in agreement with both of you. I feel like at this stage in the game, stealing someone's vote and having two votes for yourself really doesn't do much if you don't include other people in a plan to like blindside someone. It's not like we're at Final Four right now where he can steal one person and make up like half of that, you know? So I think this was correct of him. And they all agree that if Joe loses immunity, that Joe needs to be the one to go home. We've been hearing this for ages. So let's see how that turns out. We go back to the losing uh, members who uh, did not go on reward. I loved this moment where Abby was basically playing the role of a producer and was like, Kimmy, how do you feel that Steven picked Tasha and Jeremy? What does that tell you about your relationship? It was so overtly clear Messy. the answer she was trying to get. It was wonderful. Messy. Messy, Abby. That was my favorite thing was, what does this tell you about your relationship with them? She was stirring the pot and I was here for everything. I know. Oh, man. we Then we go through like 20 minutes of who we're going to vote for. And Abby has the most best stirred a pot antics. I don't think anybody knew where Abby was going to vote at. Hmm. Nobody could figure it yeah. out. And she was but just so frustrating. No, I was going to say, I think it's good, though, that we saw the confessional with Abby saying that she, was, she wasn't she was falling for Spencer or Joe. And I think she has, I think it's like that, I think actually shows a lot of her like awareness in a positive way. It's like, because she's actually able to be like, no, I see what Joe does. I see what Spencer does. Why would I trust them? Because they haven't shown me a lot of trust so far. And... I know we kind of we we were all mentioning of why she doesn't trust Joe. I actually think she does actually have a lot of reasons why she wouldn't trust Spencer because obviously she stuck her neck out during Wu's vote, and then Spencer did that. So I think she would definitely still hold that and be like, "Well, no, you, you like you can't sit here and say you haven't been shady." Yeah, Abby, like she might, Abby might like she might hold a little grudge. I think she might be one of the type of people hold a little grudge. A, well, yeah. There's that element, but there's also the fact that Spencer, Abby, Wentworth, Joe, and Keith, they're planning on voting for Fishback. 
But then they're saying, oh, okay, and we're going to tell Fishback. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, there's a group of people that want to vote out Joe, and then they're telling Joe that the vote is on Abby. Oh, yeah, that was that was the plan. That was, yeah. that was the plan. That was the plan. It's, it's Wentworth who's like, I don't really want this to happen. And she comes up with the opportunity to use her numbers to her advantage. Uh, and I should also flag here that Wentworth does find a brief moment when everyone's on reward. She finds a moment to go under the shelter and get the uh, immunity idol from out from under there. Wait a minute. Uh, who, did she have to kick, who did she have to basically kick out of camp? Abby. The star. <laughs> the star. Abby that, would not that, whole comment, that whole commentary was hilarious because it was just like Abby's decided today's the day she's not leaving. I was just like, yes. I was like, Abby is being the star without even realizing. I was yeah. like, okay, for it. So yeah. we got another. We got another idol in play. Nobody knows about it, and she could possibly save Joe. She, yeah, she could possibly save Joe, but we have an immunity challenge to get to before any more strategizing goes on. We did go a little bit ahead um, and talked about where Abby's head is at. But at this individual immunity challenge, each castaway must use only their feet to construct a tower out of blocks and then place a flag in the center of their structure. The first person to build the tower and place the flag wins individual immunity. The challenge debuted in San Juan del Sur. Uh, Jeremy and Keith both lost the challenge, and Jeremy ended up being voted out at that night's tribal. <laughs> let, so, let, let me say how I missed Jeremy. Because Jeremy was like, really? Is that what we're going to talk about? He was like, why? Messy Jeff. <laughs> that when he did that moment, it harkened me back to kind of just um, Courtney Yates from China, just being like, "Yeah, and what? Yes, Jeffrey." <laughs> like that would have been my. Like, I probably would have been like Jeremy too. I'd have been like, "Yeah." Little um, messy Jeff. Jeff is messy. He has to. He has his notes right. Got to tie it into the previous seasons. Um, this was this is a fun one. I've seen this. We've seen this one before. Obviously, San Juan del Sur, but also they do it on Australian Survivor as well. Um, Spencer is the last person to release his building block, so he's at a disadvantage. And we get this wonderful come from behind where he ends up beating out Joe to end Joe's winning streak, and Spencer wins individual immunity. Joe told, Joe said the wind came and blew his blocks down. <laughs> I was like, really? yeah, yeah. He said I didn't touch it. It was the wind. I don't know what happened. I was like, okay. No, Joe, it was your wide feet. You got big it feet, was, baby. Big feet yeah. got him. This, the thing with this challenge is, like, it. I actually don't... I, at first, I was like, oh, big feet. I wouldn't struggle. But then I was like, well, no, actually, like, I think it would just be how wide your feet are. If you've got really wide feet, you're going to struggle because it's you're going to want to have to make sure you... blocks over. Yeah. It's also core control. So I was actually really nervous that um, Joe would win because, uh, he, you know, he clearly uses his core quite a lot, as we see. Um, but also just the fact that there's a balance element to this. It's probably so uncomfortable. So uh, did Shawnee from Australian Survivor, I don't know if either of you watch, ever participate in something like this? Because I know she was really good at core challenges. Yeah, no, I think she did. I'll look back. I remember that they did do this. Yeah, but it was it, Joe almost won this challenge too. So it wasn't like yeah. Joe was out of the challenge. No. But it, it's it's one of those. And now we go back to where Audrey's saying, did Joe develop a social game? Because now you got to figure out is my social game. And from the narrative, 
he did develop a social game because he we're gonna, we're gonna see that he wasn't the primary target. The the narrative says so, but I somewhat disagree with that because I feel like the people that he invested in his social game, he is at the bottom of their totem pole. I mean, because what do we see? We see that uh, Stephen pitches Joe's name to Keith, Wentworth, Tasha, Spencer, Jeremy, and Kimmy. That's a, a big group of people, and they are all in agreement. I know that things change, um, but... That is the initial plan, that Joe could make it to the end by winning challenges. So we have to get Joe out. Um, and that's what the group decides to do. They say, all right, we're going to put the vote on Joe, but we're going to tell Joe that the vote is on Abby. And this is where Wentworth comes in and is like, no. Um, Steven, Jeremy, Tasha, and Kimmy, they want Joe out. Um, but this is going to fail because I have been uh, building my social game and you, I'm going to use my numbers to change the plan. So she tells Keith not to vote Joe. And she says, we're voting Fishback instead. At the Fishback again. And then right back to where we started. Spencer was instrumental, which here's the thing now. Spencer, you tipped your hand. We're going to see where sometimes you just got to be in the background and let the vote go the way it goes. And we see where Spencer tips his hand now everybody looks at you and says you're the one that did it so now we can't trust you at all because we get fish back saying hey i have a steal a vote and they divulge and shared information with spencer so now you have all the chaos in there you have possible idol play you have joe <laughs> thinking that he's safe you have abby that's gonna, which i didn't really see why abby thought she was in any danger so that again, editing doesn't allow us to see the backstory. Mm. So we didn't see what led up to Abby and what happened. So this is pretty interesting to see well, who was actually the target for this vote. I mean, I'm sure for Abby, it wasn't fun to have her name out there as the alternative. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's where it probably was the fact that obviously people were like, well, we're just going to tell this person, Abby. Like, I feel like with when I think Stephen said Abby there to Joe, um, but I, I do think I think Abby had a right to feel some type of way, especially because it is it's like Matthew alluded to before. It's always people coming to her and just telling her what's going on. Um, and I think she kind of had just probably like had enough and just been like, I I want to do what I do. And I think again, you saw it. She was very wary of Joe, she, so she was like, I might vote for Joe. I might do it. Why not? And I think. It kind of turned into, because I think at the start of the discussion, I actually thought that kind of Kelly and Keith were in this very middle position, kind of swing votes that they could have gone either way in, in, a, in a little tiny sense. Because it's okay. kind of like they were, they could, they could easily go with Joe and vote, like they could, they could easily vote for Joe. But then I think they also had this chance to be like, well, no, we can also actually go for Stephen. And then I kind of... I thought Keith was dedicated on Joe, and he just kind of surprised me. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I feel like they were in this position where it's like they they did actually have a they had options, whereas like kind of you had Joe and Spencer that were very much Stephen, 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 and then you had kind of Jeremy and um, Stephen that were like Joe, Joe, Joe. So you had them two in the middle. But I do feel like Abby kind of then changed to the kind of middle person 
because she was just being so unpredictable and people were like, well, actually, we don't know where she's going, which then made her this kind of swing vote. Chaos. Abraham, I feel like if I, I feel like if I was there, I may have tried to switch the vote to Abby because of this. I, I think that this was the fact that she kept saying, I'm not, I don't know who I'm going to vote for until I get to tribal. I'm surprised that no one, I, I feel like at that point they really couldn't, but I'm surprised no one said like, uh, we need to fully switch the target to Abby. Instead, it was Spencer being like, okay, I'm going to use my advantage. I don't think he should have told Spencer how he was going to use the advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spencer was really good about being like, I need a little bit more information here. But Joe tell, uh, sorry, uh, Fishback tells Spencer, can you vote for Abby? I'm going to place one of my, I'm going to steal a vote from someone place a vote on Joe and then use the other vote that I earned on Abby. And this way we're splitting the votes. I don't think he should have gone in yeah, that I think he just yet. said, look, I'm gonna steal a vote and I'm gonna steal Joe's vote. Mm. And, and cause you're right now you give them the numbers of where the numbers are going. And I think that's where he messed up at in the vote. I just said, look, I'm going to steal a vote. I'm not sure whose vote I'm going to steal yet. And I'm going to vote with their vote. I'm trying to get a feel for who's who's the numbers. And I don't look at that. Right. right. I mean, it's it's kind of like yes, we get the we get the story of like will the will the steal a vote work? Are they gonna have to rearrange their plan because of the steal a vote? But they really oh, yeah. don't have to with the information that spencer was given so we go to tribal council um we again we get joe saying he hopes that he's built enough trust with people to keep him safe um without immunity honestly i feel like people just saw a better opportunity at this tribal than to (laughs) try to get joe out um and abby says that there are alliances and you have to figure out which alliance is the most loyal to you and i mean that's kind of uh abby's conflict here right she's like i just keep getting told a name from this person and a name from this person and now i have to make the decision of who i want to ride this out with yeah i don't think it's a terrible thing to say but i feel like she maybe didn't give enough trust of course this is just within the episode to the people she was voting with at this tribal to make it seem like i'm just saying this to to blur the lines a little bit yeah I think I think she was more so saying this like like she was this is definitely that was definitely how she was feeling in that moment. And I don't think she was doing it to shade. She was kind of just being truthful in her perspective of no one's really showing me a lot of like I've got your back for a long period. Um and it was I can't remember who had mentioned it. It was talk about kind of um talk about trust when no trust has been established. Oh, I was Tasha. Um, she was. She talks about that there's been. How can we have trust when there's none that's been established? And it's like, well, I'm, I, I think everyone can kind of see that there is some level of trust that's been like established with people. It's just figuring out where you fall and where everyone else falls. I think um, Abby's going to consistently. I'm sorry, Ollie. Abby's been consistent in her playing style the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else has been consistent in their playing style. Uh, Abby's been combative. She's been supportive. She's a non-committal. She's 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 stuck to the same script. Which, Ollie, you love that script. I'll be like, at two thirty, I'm tired of that script. I'll be like, catch catch me at four thirty. I'll be back with you. Yeah, it's a fun script for the viewer. Yeah, but then I also (laughs) think it's when people are like, 
because she, she's been consistent in her strategy. And then when people are like, are oh, like trying to paint Abby as this person, I'm like, but she's been consistent. How are you saying she's changed and all this? And, she, and I'm like, eh? <laughs> but yeah. Just one quickly. I do want to mention that Kelly, when Kelly called out Stephen for the reward choices, I'm glad someone did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. During Tribal. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that. And she did it perfectly because it wasn't like, I, I think the, the way she went about it was in support. It was used as evidence to say, the voting blocks actually we should go back a little bit because mm. tasha said um that she's <laughs> i love this from tasha she said she's beginning to realize that the voting block strategy may not be the most effective method going forward and tasha says that she needs to find that core group of three mm. or four people to align to the end with and this is where wentworth is like yeah we know that there are already alliances in the game it hasn't just been these voting blocks like there is definitely alliances that already exist take steven for example who at the reward challenge said he needed to mend alliances and i like how steven this was kind of funny steven tried to be like oh i think you know that's like a loose quote you know i was just saying it in the moment and uh wentworth was just like no yeah that's what you said yeah you gotta downplay it pretty quickly but when it's out there it's out there yeah i think i kind of agree with what tasha said but in the sense of voting blocks can work very well at the early merge and I think as we've seen, it can benefit certain people. I think these voting blocks definitely benefited kind of the witches' coven, um, like Kelly and Abby, the most. Um, but I, I kind of do agree that once you have to be able to then start being like, right, when can we kind of be like, this is our group? So I do kind of understand what Tasha said there. I think she was absolutely right for that analogy. Yeah. Because I think what it does is, oh, sorry. And um, I was just going to say, I think what it does and what we saw this tribal, it just with the voting blocks continuing, it yeah. creates it creates a tribal of what ifs and paranoia. And that's all it does. It just continues this what if narrative. And I feel like we kind of saw that a lot this tribal. It was a lot of what ifs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we get Spencer saying that there's so many variables and possible outcomes to consider when even just creating a plan. Abby's like, I can't even think straight with all the different plans and names that she has heard uh, in the past time that they were trying to come up with something. When asked about the possibility of a blindside happening, Fishback says that there is a 33% chance of a blindside happening. Uh, and I actually, when he said that, I was like, oh, he'd probably make a good like weather person because he'd be like... They come messy Jeff now. Oh, absolutely. Jeff knew what he was doing here, which was <laughs> Jeff said everybody over there been blindsided. I said Jeff got a point on that one. That was, that was I'm gonna take that back, Jeff. That was not messy, Jeff. That was good observation. <laughs> yes. That was Jeff. That was Jeff making not one, but two, three, four good points. It, so oh, it was let's not forget about Beanie Man was there too. Yeah, Beanie was there. Beanie. Beanie, Beanie was there uh, rocking it for the youth. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, the style choice was, but as long as he's warm. Um, so let's go 
with uh, Fishback when he announces he wants to use his advantage to steal Joe's vote. I love when he did this. It was like, he was like, I have a steal a vote. And this is the first time in Survivor history. Uh, Someone at home, please make sure that it is included on my Survivor wiki page that Stephen Fishback made the first, (laughs) played the first steal a vote in Survivor history. And that is me. I am Stephen Fishback. I played the first steal a vote. It was very like, all right, let's get to it. And he's, and Joe is very nonchalant about this. He is just kind of like, ah, dang. This is rough. His voting wasn't going to make a difference anyway because it was going to be yeah. a cancel out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even if he voted for Abby, it still would have been a cancel out vote, which in turn, he still voted for Abby. If you think about it, Joe's vote still went to Abby. That's true. I think this particular vote here was a vote that messed up. Fishback should have stayed. He could have stayed. I think they just made some bad voting decisions. Mm. Stop splitting votes. That didn't make sense. I, I think he really overthought it. He yeah. definitely, definitely overthought this. It, it's funny. We see on Survivor all the time that there are these like new advantages that get put in the game. We saw this with the knowledge is power advantage that has i don't think ever been played successfully in these later seasons but i think when you get something that's so fresh and so new there's almost like a lot of pressure to play it correctly and the the splitting i'm with you abraham just really did not work it was such a big miscalculation because really they had if you take kimmy jeremy tasha fishback steal a vote you have what five votes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah all right yeah, why would you even have to? And you're like, okay, well, they might have an idol, so let's split a vote. Well, you have nowhere. If you can split a vote, still looks bad for you. So why not just say, okay, let's maximize our vote. And if this person has an idol, they have an idol. Either way it go, you're going to either go or you're going to stay. But they could have legitimately voted out Joe. They could have voted out, they voted out um, Abby. So, I mean, they had the votes. They just split them, and that, we see what that end result came out of it. Yeah, it was the mm-hmm. perfect example of overplaying and over overcomplicating due to the whats. For y'all players. Well, let's go and talk about the votes. So we had four votes on Fishback, uh, Spencer, Abby, Keith, Wentworth. And then we had three votes for Abby, Fishback, Kimmy, and Tasha, and two votes on Joe, Fishback, and Jeremy. Out the person that Fishback wanted out the most got the least amount of votes tonight. Joe wasn't in any danger of going. And nope. you should have said, okay, if we can't get Joe, who's our second? All he had to do is add one more vote, two more votes. So instead of playing that, so when he played an extra vote for Joe and Abby, he should have said, you know what? We're going to change the whole game. We're going to put those two votes. And here's the thing about it is Fishback spoke to Abby. Abby didn't give Fishback any idea that she was going to ever work with him. None. That's right. Made mm-hmm. Fishback frustrated. You should have said, you know what? We're going to have to get Joe down the road. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get Abby out of here. The, the only funny thing with what was happening, it was when Stephen did his confessional and he was like, I'm just going to enjoy the marinating in this. <sighs> but the issue, the issue was he was marinating because he was the one getting cooked. Oh, Ollie, yes. (laughs) Well done, Ollie. That was a good one, guy. Shout out for that one. I think that's a great place to leave it. By a vote of four votes, Fishback was voted out of Survivor Cambodia Second Chances. We are going to be back 
next week to talk about uh, episode 11. So that's going to be really exciting. I think we should also give some flowers to Fishback while we're here. He was like a very... Um, like it, it, his story was at the forefront of a lot of this season. It was nice to see him back. It was such a great um, arc for him overall throughout the his survivor story. So just wanted to shout that out as well. Abraham and Ollie, we have a lot to talk about as we move forward through the season. So we'll see you all next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs>